RadioInfluence.com. Hi guys, how's everybody doing? Rock O'Reilly here with you on another edition of The Rock Stops Here. This really blows me away. My guest on this one is the Super Bowl MVP, Buccaneers, Dexter Jackson, when he won the Super Bowl MVP award, when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Oakland Raiders and Rich Gannon and Jerry Rice and Tim Brown in Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. I was there. I was there all week in beautiful San Diego. And when I just looked up the date, I knew it was a long time ago. It was 20 years ago. This Super Bowl, which is going to be in Arizona, it will be 20 20 years ago, two decades ago. Now, Dexter looks like he can still play. I ran into Dexter at a practice here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's back giving back. He's working with our youth. He's a good dude. But boy, oh boy, it all came together on that day. And to be super, not only to play in a Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl, but to be Super Bowl MVP? How about that? The Florida State man, Quincy, Florida zone. Here he is on the Rock Stops Here podcast. What he's doing now, what it was like then, and here we go. The one, the only, my man, Dexter Jackson. I am with the great Super Bowl MVP, Florida State's finest, Quincy, Florida. The one, the only, Dexter Jackson. You're looking good. How you doing, Dexter? Oh, thanks, man. I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That does not get old, does it? Super Bowl MVP. Even though the years go on, it does not get old when you hear that, right? No, not at all. Um, it's a it's a blessing. It's an honor to have that bestowed upon myself. And uh, that's the blessing for putting in the hard work, doing the right things in the community. And that's my reward. Yeah. What are, what are you doing now? I know you've been involved. I know you've tried to help out kids and did a little coaching. What do you got going on now, Dexter? Um, right now, I'm the youth and sports manager for the Tampa Housing Authority. Um, I have, well, I run a center off of um, off of Florida. Um, it's a great center, great environment, and uh, we're making great, doing great things in Tampa Bay. Do you, when you look back on your career, does it seem like it was a different lifetime ago? Does it seem like actually it doesn't seem like that long ago? What, what do you think? Um, it doesn't seem that long ago um, because I'm around it. Um, it's just the only thing that, makes me you know kind of look at the game different is the way it's played um the way they practice and uh you know me and some former players we speak a lot and we was like boy if we can play now we can play 15 16 years as well but you, you know we had our time we had fun it was a blessing we gave it all we had and um now it's time for the younger generation to experience their lifelong dream right you know what just going back to that time though you guys just the defense was incredible the offense kept getting better, and then you put it all together in San Diego against Oakland. And then, of course, you with the game you had in the MVP. Just It, it really was the perfect timing, and it was a good team. I always talk to those guys say, you were a team, though. Yes. You know, right? Yes. Um, always. We, were, um, we had a lot of character players, players who wants to play for the team. You know, you have some guys who want the personal accolades, but overall it's for the team. And when you have players like that who wants to be the best, who has that drive to be the best, not individually, but as a team, collective team, 
Um, it's tough to beat those type of teams. And um, that's what we had. We had a lot of character players who wanted to be successful, who wanted to have their names put up in the ring of honor, a hall of fame to say, hey, we played this sport, here we are, remember us. What is it like to play in a Super Bowl? How much different is it? Um, we, well, myself, I try not to look at it like it's a different game. You know, it's still 15 minutes a quarter, a field goal is still three yards. I mean, our three points. So I just wanted to go out and just give my best effort that day. Um, one thing about football, it's about being the best player that day. And um, that day I was the, um, the best player. But um, you know, if you go back and look at the, our history, every time we played an elite quarterback, um, I had a great game because they wasn't afraid of our defense. Last one, when you see a Tom Brady does it even amaze you at what he's been able to do? He's got all the money. He's got all the fame. And he is still driven, Dexter. Right. Um, well, that's called, that's called passion. You know, when you love doing something, it's not a job. It's fun. And he has the passion for the game. Um, I'm watching him today. He's still enjoying being out here. He's just as excited as the younger kids. So some of the younger kids can learn from an experienced player what it takes to be successful, to have longevity. Um, watch how he treat himself, watch how he treat his body, watch how he get massages, cold tub, the things he it takes to have a long, su successful career. But overall, Tom Brady is a phenomenal person for the game. Um, he has left a legacy that so many people will speak about for years to come. And um, I'm just happy that he came to Tampa Bay to bring some of that legacy here. I end all my interviews with this. I'm sure you get hit with this advice for the kids, kids, though, not only to try to make it in the NFL, but in life in general. I mean, you made it to the top and you're also giving back. What's the best advice you can give a young person today? Um, never, never, never forget people. Um, you never know when you might need someone down the road. Um, I always try to give back to kids because I feel like one of those kids I touch may have a cure for cancer and save not only my life or some of my relatives' lives or people in the community lives. So I always try to think positive, think 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Maybe this kid can be the next general manager. Maybe this kid can be the next Tom Brady. Who knows? They just need a chance. They need exposure. And um, that's what I try to provide for those kids. You're a good man, Dexter. All right, thank you. You know, I remember that boy like it was yesterday. It was just great. I was working for Bay News 9. We were there all week long. I had a cameraman, Chris Elias, a photo videographer. Uh, Chris O'Connell was a news reporter. He had a videographer. And then we had another guy. We, we, had, we had like five of us, man, all week. We rented a live truck that came from Arizona. We were parked in the parking lot of Qualcomm Stadium all week long. Interviews were at the Bucks facility at their hotel in La Jolla, California, right on a golf course, the one that Tiger Woods was so, uh, so familiar with. And it was just a great week, man. There was the Gaslight District. Um, it was just phenomenal, man. It really, really was good. But again, it was 20 years ago. And a lot of those Buccaneer teammates that Dexter had just, when they get together, man, it's just like, it's one big fraternity. 
You know, you can never take that away. And then, of course, the Buccaneers with Tom Brady and winning it two years ago. But it was a pleasure. Dexter, thank you. Thank you so much. And I remember at the time, like, Dexter, I don't, you know, did he go to Disney World? I, I thought it was Brad Johnson. I, 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 you know how they do that right after the game? I'm going to Disney World. Or if it's on the West Coast, I'm going to Disneyland. I remember just a couple of years ago when the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes won, he he went to Disney World in Orlando, and, and Jenna Lane, who is a, a Buccaneer beat reporter for ESPN.com, she just went over, you know, because it's ESPN, it's Disney, and she got him one-on-one. I remember her, there's a picture of her and Patrick Mahomes the next day, just the two of them together kind of hanging out. But I always wondered about that because when a team wins a Super Bowl, it is one big party, and they stay up all night. And, you know, the next morning they've got to do some interviews and they haven't slept. But the guy that goes to Disney World or Disneyland doesn't get to fly back on the flight with the team. They have a charter or however it works. And then they take them to Disney World. And then they have the parade the next day and they got the Disney, the Mickey Mouse ears on. I really wonder if they, it's really worth it. You know, would you rather be partying all night with your team and then just come back with the team? Or do you want to go and leave the team and then go to Disney World or Disneyland? But anyway, Dexter Jackson, Super Bowl MVP, always good to me. Appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. You know, I just want to take a little bit of time and just let you guys know that the older I get, the more appreciative I am for being able to cover professional teams at the highest level. The Lightning, two-time Stanley Cup champions, the Rays in the AL East, Major League Baseball, and covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, I am recording this in my car, in the parking lot, on a beautiful December day, 78 degrees, 80 degrees, blue skies, palm trees, right over the wrought iron black fence that's next to me here. I'm underneath the tree by the big Buccaneer flag, and the Buccaneers are practicing right on the other side. But I'm waiting because what happens is we go in, we watch the beginning of practice for about 20 minutes to a half hour, then we leave. That way we don't see what plays they're running. And then you wait around for an hour and a half or two hours until you can, you know, go in the press room, the the um, the media room where they do uh, coach and John, Tom Brady is speaking on this particular day. Then they open up the locker room. Then we can go into the locker room. But I just got to say, I mean, with the pandemic and for the last two and a half years, we have not, you know, it's either been Zoom interviews There was a media trailer that I'm looking at the parking lot right now that they set up that we had to be in. We got tested every day last week. You had to apply the night before to see if you would be allowed to come to practice because they only had a certain amount that they would allow. And if NFL Network was here with camera, audio guy, and and talent, that's three. VSBN comes in, that's another six. They were only allowed to have in the teens. You got your beat writers that are every day with the Athletic, Tampa Bay Times, ESPN.com. So that doesn't leave room for many other media. And then you got your local TV affiliates, then you got the radio affiliate. So after that, 
there were days where I would apply, I would apply, can I go to practice? And then you wait, you wait, and you have to wait. Sometimes you might get an approval, nine o'clock at night, you're allowed in tomorrow. Or, sorry, you're not allowed in. You don't have enough. That's how it's been. And so, number one, I, I, I thought that I never took it for granted. But now that I look back on it, like when I was at Bay News 9, main anchor, you could come and go as you please. And to go through where I'm at now in the pecking order and getting through the pandemic and everything being opened up now, I have a media card, a swipe card with my picture on it that I just put it up to the gate when I drive in. The gate opens up. I go to the door. I put this to the door. Boom. It unclicks and I can go in. I don't have to. And it's just, it's, it's, I'm just so appreciative. And I'm sitting here talking to you guys today and the NFL. And you know what? And I really respect Pat McAfee. You guys know who Pat McAfee is? He's a sports talk show host that has the Pat McAfee show. He's a former Indianapolis Colts. uh, And he's just a man. And he said the other day, and he had a really good point. It's a privilege to be a media member to cover at the highest level, the NFL, to be at the facility. There are some media members that, that like, oh, I, my shit doesn't stink. Like, I, you know, who, I, I'm here, man. No. He is so right. And even though that I've been doing this for 25-plus years, I do not take it for granted. And especially after coming through the pandemic and what we had to come through, man, it's just, it's just an honor. And I just, I'm, I'm very honored, man. To be able to still do it, and the NFL is king, and it rules, and I just love it being here. Now, are the Buccaneers going to be irrelevant after Brady is gone? Let me let me just tell you how it works. Thursday is the day that Tom Brady speaks. He speaks once a week. And every Thursday, even for a team that's at 500 or below, because it's Tom Brady, NFL Network pays for a camera crew to be here every single Thursday without a fail every Thursday. And when I walked in and today happens to be a Thursday, I'm taping this and I saw the NFL guys, I go, well, the goat must be speaking today. You got it. A lot of times ESPN will also send a crew and this is regular season. That's because it's Brady. It's Brady. So whether or not you're, you know, you're not a Buccaneer fan or, you know, you can't stand them and, you know, because he's been so good for so long, he makes the he makes news, man, and he makes the uh, franchise relevant. And I wonder what it's going to be like after he's done. I I really think this is his last year here. Is his last year playing? I don't know. I don't know. Now you might. I'm in my car. I don't know if you can. They're playing um, crowd noise. They do that during the week to get you simulated. It's not a very good uh, simulation to live crowd noise. But whether they're playing home or away, they give you that crowd noise. So if it does bleed through, that's the deal. Now, I also want to say this. One of my best buddies, Whitney Johnson, cannot stand Joe Buck, the announcer Joe Buck. I've seen it. Over the years, a lot of people, oh, I can't stand Joe Buck. Oh, he's so, he annoys me. And he never bothered me. I th- I think that he sounds good. I think he sounds great. 
And with him and Troy Aikman, man, anytime I hear a Aikman and Joe Buck game, I know it's a big game. They can make a they can make a preseason game sound big time network quality. You know what I'm talking about? So two weeks ago, when the Buccaneers played on Monday night, it was a Joe Buck Troy Aikman game. So I'm in the press box. I'm always there like three hours before. Maybe if I see somebody, I can nail them, try to get them on the rock stops here. But I've kind of stopped doing that because they're, I just enjoy the moment. I go outside. I see the tailgaters. I shoot some video. Um, I've even gone over to 102.5 The Bone. I'm friends with a lot of people that work there, even though I'm also on uh, WDAE. And I know their competitors, their companies. But in the end, it's a small business. We all know each other. So sometimes I'll head over there, say hello. I'll walk around because the weather's gorgeous now. It's not, you know. And uh, Monday Night Football, there was a bigger feel. You could feel it. So anyway, I finally get in. I had been all around. I check out the tailgates. I like walking around, man. Get the feel. You're at a NFL stadium. The season is short, you know? I don't head right into the press box. So anyway, now it's time to go in. It's about two and a half, two, two and a half, two hours to go. And I go up. I find out where my seating is. They have a chart and to see where you're seating, sitting. And uh, I put down my gear and then maybe I'm going to go get something to eat. And here comes Joe Buck and he's walking by. Now, I've noticed this. If it's the NFL network, if it's an NBC when it's a Sunday night game um, with Tarico, if it's the Thursday night Amazon Prime, Prime video game with uh, what's his name's been doing it so long. Do you believe in miracles? He still sounds good, man. And Herb Street. Um whether it's CBS with Romo, he walks around with a golf club, by the way. Yeah, he loves to he loves to have the golf club because he's very good at golf. And that's his thing. He walks around with a golf club, even at NFL games. And then, of course, the Monday night, here comes, here he comes. There's always an entourage around them. If it's just a regular game, like a Fox game, where it's, uh, just, there's no entourage. But if it's the Monday night, the Thursday night crew, Sunday night crew, there's always like, I don't know if it's, there's producers, there's, there's always like three or four that are walking with, like maybe they're running interference for these announcers. Here comes Joe Buck and he's walking. He's got two or three guys on each side and he looked at me. He smiled. I said, how you doing, Joe? I said, Joe, you and Aikman, you do a great job, man. And he's like, he sticks out his hand. He stopped. He shook my hand. I said, seriously, man, you do a great job. I said, my name is Rock Riley. I've been here in Tampa Bay covering sports for a long time. He's like, pleased to meet you, Rock. And then he went on his way smiling. And then a little while longer, I was eating and he walked by again and he looked over, he smiled, gave me the boom, the finger. I said, what's up? What's up? And I was like, he was very, very friendly. So, I mean, I tell you, and I wanted to say to him, Artie Lang, because our, I, I'm a big Artie Lang fan. Artie Lang used to be on the Howard Stern Show. And Artie Lang has been in rehab and has stayed out of the limelight. He was, he, he was a heroin addict. He admitted it. Even the years that he was on Howard Stern. And he had to go to court and drug court 
And if he he had to stay clean for a couple of years, so he's been out of the limelight, which is a good thing. But I was always a fan of Artie Lang, and I remember when Joe Buck, back couple of couple of back years ago, God, it's probably like ten years ago now, maybe. They gave him a show on HBO, his own show, where he would bring on big names, sports names, and in, on his inaugural show, I was watching because I knew Artie Lang was going to be a guest. And Artie Lang was high, and he came on, and I know it was for HBO. And look, I'm not a prude. I like the Stern Show. I like some crazy shows. Uh, but it was over the top. Uh, Michael Irvin was in the stand. It was in the audience, and it was like sucking dick and cowboys, and just and it was like it was almost like cringeworthy. And this was this was Joe Buck's like inaugural show. You have the bosses from HBO. It's a big thing in New York. And Joe Buck, instead of being pissed at Artie, he was he couldn't have been better to him, nicer to him, even after the fact. And then one of them wrote a foreword for one of the books or something like that. And 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 I was like, and I wanted to even say that. But you know what? It was Monday Night Football. He had an entourage around him. He was moving. He's gonna, you know, I'm not gonna but 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 so my point is I am now, and I know Whitney's gonna hate me for this Whitney you said you want hate out of your life now come on now you're getting older I like Joe Buck I like Joe Buck and that confirmed it he couldn't have been cooler because a lot of times when they're walking they don't even look to make eye contact because they know they're going to be stopped Mike Tirico a couple of uh well it was early in the season it was a Sunday night game and I said, Mike, how you doing, man? He used to be on ESPN. You do a good job, blah, blah, blah. Let me get a picture. And then Rich Hollenberg, who does Ray Bally Sports, he's the Rays pre- and post-game guy. He was a Syracuse grad. Tarico's a Syracuse grad. He happened to be right there, and he goes, hey, Rock, take a picture of me and uh, Tarico. And I did. And then I sent it to Rich, and he could, and he thanked me a lot. He goes, that was great timing. But Tarico was cool. Oh, again, once again. If you're at a high, high level in your profession, mostly everybody that I have seen over the 25 years that I've been doing this, they're pretty cool people. Really, 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 really. And I just had to, uh, I had to let you know about that. And I, I didn't see Aikman in this time. A lot of times the play-by-play -play and the color commentator will be walking together, but and it just was timing. It wasn't like he doesn't get along with Troy or anything like that. I don't know. But he was walking by himself with the entourage. I guess then he's not by himself. Um, let's see. Oh, oh. You know what else I found, too? Um, the working from home thing. How do, you got, how do you feel about it? Do you work from home? Now, it's funny. I was talking, now let, uh, let me start with being in this business. There's a guy, a gentleman that has been working for over, th I think it's been about 30 years. He's a videographer, photog. His name is Tukes, Tewksbury, for Fox 13 here in Tampa Bay. Great guy, great guy. And we were just shooting the breeze here at the facility the other day in the media room, just talking about things, how things have changed, this and that. And I said, are you, do you have to be back in the building all the time? And he's like, no. He said, Rock, 
the pandemic really changed the minds of the bosses at his station. They realized that you don't have to be in the building for 8, 10, 12 hours a day to get things accomplished. And it's changed things. Although he did admit there was one producer that actually said, you know what, I'll be honest, I don't like it when everybody's remote because there's times where I got to just yell at somebody. And at least they were being honest. But it has changed. I've talked to several reporters. Olivia Stacy, she was on this podcast many, many weeks ago at the place where I used to work. And she got married. She got pregnant. She had a baby during the pandemic. And she said it was a godsend because her husband has a very, very good job and he has to work. And this way she could be home with the baby And then if she would have to do a feature story, she would try to schedule it where the husband would be home. And it's just really worked out. And then they go home and you can edit and do everything on your laptop and then send it in where it used to be being in a building for eight, 10 hours a day. So let me fast forward. So I'm I'm over, one of my buddies is a a tap room manager of a craft beer bar, not the local one that I walked to, another one a couple, a town away. And so I was over visiting him the other day and having a cold one, and I got to meet this couple. They didn't have any kids yet, and they they both work from home. And I'm like, all right, well, what do you think? Do you like it? They go, we love it. And I go, well, funny you say that, because another couple that I know, they work in the same business in insurance, and they could not stand... You know, they're, they're, they're fine and all that in their relationship, but they couldn't stand being in the same house all day for 10 hours, 12 hours, and then in the evening and at night and never get a break from one another. So they actually rented an office in a place about 20 minutes north of where we lived in Trinity, Pasco County, and then he stays home, takes care of the dogs. He works from home. She goes to an office. She works about 10, 12 hours a day in the office and gets a lot accomplished. And then they come home and then they spend the evening together and it all works out. But this couple said they have two separate bedrooms that are separate offices and they don't work in the same company. They do different things. But it's just interesting, isn't it now? With like the working from home, you know, are you a fan of it? Does it work for you? Like, I I couldn't imagine my wife and I, um, nah, it's not, all day working from home together, and then, you know, I I think we drive each other crazy. We we, 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 we would be a little bit crazy. But uh, very, very interesting on that. All right, so what else has been happening now that it's the holiday season, like, I, I just tell my wife, tell me what I got to do. Tell me what's going on. Like last night, there was um, a chorus, the holiday concert, and it was a couple of different, two couple, couple schools. There was like 180 kids. It was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I, another, another thing of... The one thing that I am happy about now that I'm not at a specific station or a company full time is I never miss out on anything that's going on with my daughter or if my son 
try to get him. He's about 30 minutes away, 25 years old. He's got his own little business in his room. Um, so he's doing his thing. But anything that my daughter has, I'm always there for it. So I appreciate it. And I'm sitting there last night. They had the holiday concert. And just to see my daughter come out on stage and singing and with her and then the you know the old Christmas songs man that I heard since a kid I almost started like getting teary eyed choked up I don't know what it is it's because I'm getting old and you appreciate things a little bit more and more and more you know what I'm saying so that's the deal I can't believe the football season is we're at the tail end now of the regular season it went by so fast Yes, I love covering the hockey and the Lightning because it's just such a great organization. Yeah, I like covering baseball as well. But there's just something about football and especially at the top level here, the NFL. It's also bowl season. My wife and I are going to do a little date night tonight. The former Outback Bowl. Outback has sponsored the Outback Bowl for, God, 20-some years. It's now the Quest Bowl. They're having a nice little party, a shindig, open bar, food, all that at Raymond James Stadium. So, you know what? My wife and I hardly ever go out on a date. Ever. Hardly ever. Just scheduling. She's got three different jobs now. She's at HSN. She still does freelance producing and the TV. She's at the school in the front office. So, she's busy. And I'm out and about, and we got our daughter, and she's in cheer. She's also the cheerleading coach. So we were like, you know, you get the, I get these invites. Here's another thing. You just take it for granted. You get these invites to go to these parties. And I would get invited back in the day when I worked in uh, Bay News 9 and TV as a sports anchor. I get invited all the time to everything. And it's just like, oh, here's another invite. Nah, maybe I can make it. Maybe I can't. Nah, eh, eh. Now... When I hardly ever get invited now. <laughs> and it's like, okay, let's try to make this one. Emily, you want to see if you can do You want to see? I would love to. All right. So her mother is going to watch our daughter today after. And basically, I got to drive back from Tampa back home, pick her up, and actually drive back to Tampa to be at the suite in Ray J to go to the party tonight. And I'm looking forward to it, man. And I'm just looking forward to just having a nice time, two hours or so with my wife, you know, let her have a wine, glass of wine or two. She's not a partier. I am the partier. Sorry to say, still in my blood. Yep. And uh, let her enjoy tonight. Let her enjoy. I'll do the driving. And I hope and I know we're going to have a good time. But it just, it, these, the, I don't know, why, why is it I appreciate these things so much more now? Is it because I'm, I'm, I'm in the tail end? Is that what it is? It's got to be. And after what we went through in the pandemic, you know, there's a lot of people that are just walking around like, ah, oh, business as usual. Not me. Not me. So looking forward to that. And then we'll see what happens. I am don't have anybody else in the can. I do have two interviews that I don't know if I'm going to play. It's just, yeah. um, so we'll see what happens. A lot of times I have a lot of these rock stops here, podcast interviews in the can and, ah, and the wells run dry, but I always end up coming through. So we'll see. And then I give you a lot of the stories of what's going on. Listen, I appreciate every one of you that has been listening 
Uh, and if you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. I appreciate it. Thank you to my guys at Radio Influence, best in the beeswax. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I am just sitting here. I'm looking at the net, the kicking net that they have. Because what the kick when they do do kicks, the balls would fly over this black wrought iron fence into the parking lot. And it's not like a baseball. It's not like it's going to crack your window or anything. So they got a net up. And I'm looking at the beautiful Bucks facility. I'm like, God, I remember when this thing was first open. I remember John Gruden was the head coach. I remember they took video of him uh, walking around, showing him his office. And I'm like, there have been so many that have come and gone from this facility. Like the NFL, it really is not for long. It's a select few. Select few players, coaches front office staff, and media. And so I'm just sitting here and just enjoying it. Now we'll go back inside in a little bit. We'll get to talk to the GOAT and go in the locker room and see what's going on. Then we got the I got the date night tonight. So tonight, this should be a pretty damn good day. This is a pretty good day. And I thank you. So thanks, guys, for listening. And I'll talk to you next week on The Rock Stops Here. Where am I going to stop? Who the hell knows? <laughs>